Welcome to the Hometime Podcast, and first of all, an apology from the Corporation of Bush and Ritchie. Yeah, we uh, we were too tired, having done the Isle of Wight Festival, we were too tired to stick around and do a podcast intro and outro, which was cheating you lot, the listeners, and we we, felt, we couldn't sleep last night, could we? We no. felt bad for that. We, we kind of slammed the podcast in front of you with the finesse of uh, a school canteen. Yeah, you might you might have had it, you know, like the way you might bump into someone and think, well, they're a bit abrupt with me. Yeah. That's what last night's podcast felt like, because we didn't introduce you to it. So we just want to apologise and say, we're back on form, we've taken a couple of barocas and we're, we're, we're cooking now this week. We are indeed, we're glad you're listening. So from, from us to you, I love... Can I just say I'm off to see the Blue Boys tonight... <laughs> Once again, the home and beacon to all Everton fans, no matter where they are. It's like the eye of Thundera and Thundercats. Look up from tilling the field and stare into the sky. Uh, it's Everton versus QPR tonight in the uh, Squeezy Cup. And it's been a ropey weekend of football. It was awful at the weekend. We lost 3-0 to Aston Villa. I've had a lot of stick from Villa fans, which is not... It's been, it's been hard. But So I'm off to the game this evening uh, in West London, but there's a twist. I'm going to the match with someone I've never met before. Yeah, it's, it's, these, this is where I'm excited for you that you're going tonight, but I, I do have a, a big concern. <laughs> well, so here's the backstory. Uh, I'm not an Everton season ticket holder, so there's no way I could have got a ticket for no. the game. So I've asked if anyone's got a spare. Uh, and this fella called Warren has tweeted me back. Mm-hmm. Seems like a good guy. He's a fellow blue. He's driving up from Eastbourne. Oh, right, OK. Your yeah, old yeah, neck yeah. of the woods. My neck of the woods, yeah. So I'm going to meet him outside Loftus Road. But all I know about Warren yeah. is his name, right. Warren, and his WhatsApp picture. <laughs> <laughs> I, got a, I might never be seen again. And might not even be true. This, exactly. Thanks for that. <laughs> hadn't really thought about that bit. So I'm sure it'll be fine. Obviously, I'm wearing my Everton top and everything today, so this could go oh. one or two ways, you know what I mean? <laughs> But uh, what if he stands me up? What if what, it's just a big hoax off a of warren? Not you know Shepherd's Bush is lovely on a September evening. I'm sure you'd have What's a great the big, night. The big shopping centre they got around there? <laughs> Westfield. Westfield, right? Yeah. So look, we just want to know. Obviously, this I'm hoping this won't happen. He seems like a good lad. When have you been stood up? And what happened? What's going to happen is you'll get the ticket and Everton will win. Obviously, it's going to be a wonderful evening. Think positive. Uh, Alex says, late 1994, I was due to meet the rest of my university project team in Lancaster to video some of the play rehearsal on the university's super VHS video camera. Wow. Nobody else turned up. (laughs) In the days before mobile phones, and that's the critical part of it, all right? That's when when being stood up was at its peak. I I could ping Warren if he's not there. I could ping him, but not back in the exactly. early 90s or something. He says he stood around, stood around like a plum for two hours. Uh, if you've been stood up, tell us about it. Just as an aside, as we head into the halfway point of the first hour of the show, would our producer telling us that we've had a message in from one of Warren's friends <laughs> who might be able to give us a bit more detail about him. So all I know is what he looks like. Uh, uh, keep listening. We'll be reading that out in the next five minutes. Uh, we want your stood up stories, please. What happened to you? Alex is, is hanging on. You've been stood up today. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I got stood up this morning. Uh, we're an absolute mess up last week at work. I won't get into the grizzly details, but we lost. Uh, loads of stock. No one can find it. So the big, big boss was supposed to come down from head office this morning. Went in this morning, absolutely dreading it, only to find he never showed up. Hey, wow. what the hey, this is a being stood up that's a result. That's a good one, isn't it? What happened to him? Where's your big boss then? No one knows. We <laughs> think he might have forgotten and we're all off the hook. So hopefully he doesn't listen to the home time show and he might remember coming tomorrow. Lost him as well as the stock. Yeah. That's brilliant. <laughs> Close call. Happy days for us. We're, uh, we got loads done in the meantime, and now we're all off for an early finish off the beer garden in the sun. Result. 
This is amazing. So it proves that even sometimes a stand-up can actually be a beneficial thing overall. Absolutely, absolutely. Alex, quick well, question before we let you go. Is Bush's mate going to turn up tonight? Of course you will, of course you will. And I've got uh, everything in my accumulator, so the best of the results. Come on, you blue boys. <laughs> Cheers, fella, take care. Thanks, mate. Well, intel has come in from uh, a gentleman claiming to be called Paul. Okay. Claiming to be a good mate of Warren's. Wow, so we're almost getting like uh, the background to Warren here as a character. If he exists. If if Warren exists, maybe Paul is Warren. Could be. (laughs) Kaiser Sose. (laughs) Exactly. Don't worry, Bush, this tweet says, I'm a good mate of Warren's. He won't try any funny business. Make sure you ask him how he got on at Hull Away when we stopped over there the other year. (laughs) I can't wait to find out. This is not helped. I've had a text from Warren. Oh, have you indeed? Text from Warren with a photo tantalisingly of the tickets spread out almost like he would have like a load of money like Brewster's Millions. (laughs) The Everton tickets spread out on the car seat as he's driving to the game. All will be fine apparently. Looks fairly legit. Uh, Right, John's hanging on. You've been stood up, John? Uh, Well, it was an inverted stood up actually. I, um, I, I'd met a girl um, long to, uh, long before mobile phones and um, we arranged to meet up outside um, a, a red line pub in Bushy. This is when I used to live in Hertfordshire. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, I went up there, waited for a couple of hours um, for her, absolutely gutted because she was an absolutely beautiful, beautiful girl, Yeah. Um, only to walk away and then to discover a few months later I was actually waiting outside the wrong pub. Oh, <laughs> so John. I inadvertently ended up studi- standing her up. It's weird, it's weird though. So you both stand each other up at the same time simultaneously. It was a mutual standing up. It's weird though, isn't it? You go back to that, that era when look, there were no mobile phones around and then, like, if you were out and out, there's, there's, there's nothing you could have done about it if, if things change or you're running late or whatever. Yeah, you were, you were stuck. And, um, you know, it was... Um, and we had actually arranged to meet up after she called my... Um, uh, called my mum and dad's landline and reverse <laughs> reverse the charges as well. <laughs> you can't get what? a more old school meetup than that. <laughs> There's a movie in this, John. Imagine if that lady is right now listening to the home time show and thinks I was stood outside a red line pub, but it was a different one, and it was for two hours, and I didn't have a mobile, yeah. and it could be this John fella. We could call it Sleepless in Bushy. <laughs> yeah, indeed. yeah. If only I could remember her name, she she she'd probably get in contact. No end. So. See, you've just got to ruin ruin the nice guy image everyone had of you there. You can't even remember her name. What are you like? You Lothario. <laughs> There's been kind of hugs going on uh, around our place at the moment. Well, not physical ones, but uh, over the phone. Peace talks going on between oh, me and my son. I wonder where that was going for just a second. <laughs> Peace talks going on after uh, a right old family hoo-ha uh, broke out at the weekend. Uh-huh. You wouldn't have thought one could uh, brew up over a packet of beef super, super noodles, would you? Oh, my word. What, what happened? How has that led to World War Three? I don't think it's just our household. I think most households have, like, a banned items list. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. I think so. And the item that is on the list in ours is beef super noodles. There's nothing, nothing wrong with them. They taste fine. They're a good product. Yeah. However, when you cook them, the, the, the smell is strong. Yep. The smell is strong. Stink the house out. So, in fairness to Natalie, she has been consistent on this. There's the culprit, right? her name down. It's just come out, Natalie. <laughs> no, 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 no. She's not the culprit. She's oh. the enforcer. Oh, wow, OK. Yeah. She's the enforcer of that rule. The culprit is my teenage son, Charlie, <laughs> all right, who, whilst he was 
Well, not babysitting, because it's his brother, all right? We were out, he's at home. Yeah. He's gone and bought a packet of beef super noodles. He's 16, he thinks to himself, well, while they're out, I can eat whatever I want. He doesn't know quite how strong that smell is. You know, it's like Shameless, the TV show around at your house. You and Natalie out on the booze, Rocco being looked after by his elder brother. He's doing super noodles. Coming back and we kick off because he's doing super noodles. Seriously, the World War Three. Why, why, why is Natalie so against super noodles? Come on now. Do you know I mean, there's other stuff that she must cook that stink the house out. Why is she so down on them? She believes that uh, the scent is going to stay in the, the, the wood grain of the house for like wow. years to come. That's so, but... D- they taste good. <laughs> they do taste good. You can't good. argue with the taste of them. Exactly. But he broke the rule. So would love to know, because it's a, it's a curious item, it's a great food product, but it's it's on our banned list. Do you have other things? Might not be foods, could be anything, well, right? Well, we've got a type of person that we won't have in the house. All right, OK. Sarah says bananas. I've a full-blown phobia of them. The look, the smell, the noise of them peeling sets me to tears. However, my children find it funny to throw them at me in the supermarket, so I have to catch them. What? state going on there. <laughs> what do you do if you've got a twitchy eye? How are you going to solve that problem? Look, I, I mentioned this earlier on. I'm just going to come straight out with it. We've got a type of person that we won't have in our house. Can you say? I can say. People who do multi-level marketing. Explain to me what that is. People who sell like a skin product or whatever on Facebook yeah. and then put loads of stuff out there like it's going to change your life and it looks like a cult and you can have like a white Audi ah. too. And then what you do is you buy a kit off of them which you can then sell to your unsuspecting yeah. friends and it's just one big massive Ponzi scheme. <laughs> Won't have them in the house. Do one. 8, 12, 15. Items is now extended to people. Things that you'll not have anywhere near your house. Uh, Kenny says celery is banned in my house. The I, I sounds, couldn't agree with that. The smell, the look, the touch even sometimes the actual word initiates my gag reflex. Isn't celery the thing that is actually cost? It doesn't give you any nutritional value at all, and the only nutritional value you get is the uh, the killer jewels by actually chewing it. Wow, is that right? Or maybe I've just completely slagged celery off without any basis. <laughs> I'm going to look that one up uh, uh, during the next song, and uh, we'll get back to you. I, I don't know if it, it does you any good. Darren in Newcastle's texted to say the band item. Tomato sauce. Not totally banned, but if we're having our food on our knees watching telly on the sofa, the missus has sauce, then she sits on the other chair at the other side of the room. Wow. Unbelievable. We want to find out from you about the items that have been banned in your house, plus any other intel about celery, 8, 12, 15. Uh, Beth's hanging on. What's banned in yours, Beth? Uh, so, nose blowing is banned in my house. Um, my wife absolutely can't stand the sound of it. Um, but I'm really, I'm like a really snotty person. I get wrong. I so, have to leave the room. I have to go to the other side of the house if I want to blow my nose. Wow, but that's what I was going to ask, Beth. If you've got like a, you need to blow your nose. You have to go to another room then to go and privately blow it. Oh yeah, uh-huh. if it's not the garden, honestly, she hates it. It's like, like, I get really, really told off. <laughs> yeah. So, Beth, even if so you've got a horrible cold suddenly has has come on, there's there's no sympathy and you are banished to, to, to blow your nose in the garden? Oh, yeah, no sympathy whatsoever. And what does your other half, How did what does she do if she needs to blow her nose? Will she then take herself off to the other room, stroke garden and do that too? Well, this is the strangest thing, right? She simply doesn't do it. She doesn't blow her nose. I just don't understand it, but she just literally doesn't blow her nose. <laughs> wow. She's doing it in private. She's got to be doing it in private. <laughs> <laughs> it's fascinating. She's definitely a secret nose blower. She's got to be. 
thank you for, thank you so much for sharing the story lawsuit incoming from celery it is incorrectly thought to be a negative calorie food it actually provides positive net calories Siri, are you going to tell me that multi-level marketing is good for you next as well <laughs> so uh, Kenny who got in touch earlier saying celery banned in his household uh, you need to uh, stand your ground as well want to find out from you guys the things that are banned in your house uh, Dan says I've banned glitter in our home I can't stand the stuff and it gets absolutely everywhere also since having our daughter my wife has banned Peppa Pig because she thinks she's rude uh, Jenny what's banned in yours oh mint anything that smells of mint like mm. toothpaste particularly it is vile just want to vomit that's it I just want to vomit have you had a bad um, mint based incident in the not too distant past Jenny um all the while growing up it was horrific <laughs> Wow. Jenny, how do you do your teeth? Um, I use Colgate herbal toothpaste and it doesn't smell of mint. Just tarragon <laughs> instead. <laughs> I, do you know, I'm not sure what it smells of, but it's definitely not mint. <laughs> so what, what do you use if you're going on a long car journey? You can't have, uh, you can't have like, Fisherman's no, Friends or, or, or polo. extra polos. Oh, don't. No, definitely not. Fruity flavours, perfect. Okay. All right. Thank you, Jenny. That's uh, enlightening. We're not convinced, but it's enlightening. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Bush and Richie here with our producer Adam, who still hasn't taken his coat off. He might be leaving at any minute. I think it certainly does look like he's going to. He's not staying. Is it he? feels like he's not staying. And I tell you another thing: you will not feel the benefit when you go outside. Uh, in the meantime, let's spin a tombola and see if it can help us out. The final hour by coming up with a phone-in topic for us. Yes, the Tuesday tombola. We've not had the chance to uh, spin it for a couple of weeks. It's been yeah. very busy on the show, but uh, it's back in action. Never goes anywhere. Uh, 100 balls inside. They're all numbered. Uh, oh, drop one. Sorry. Hold on a sec. It's got to be done fairly and above board. He's going to bend down and pick it up. When I used to work at a holiday camp, Pontins, back in the early 90s, they used to do the same routine where the drummer would drop his drumstick, the bass player would bend down and pick it up, and they'd play like a rude noise on the keyboard <laughs> every night for the entire summer. Have you got one on there? I haven't got a swanny whistle or anything. Oh, what a shame. Sorry about that. Anticlimax, ball number 63. 63. What did your pet eat? Oh. This could be a good one. See, I, I, a lot of people are getting dogs and stuff at the moment, which is great, and they all look very cute. But there's that risk that they can destroy your most cherished item. Yes. Uh, I had a golden retriever, and <laughs> I'm going to retract the story. You can't just do that. <laughs> Tell what, you what happens? I'm going to check it with you and our producer. Subphoner, subphoner, right? <laughs> the main thing is, what did your pet eat? Brackets beneath that. What do you think it was that Richie's pet ate that he's not allowed to say on the radio? Uh, keep your yeah, comments coming into the show. You can text us at 12.15. We've got Alistair on the line. What did your pet eat? Our pet rabbit ate the Sky remote control. <laughs> You're kidding I, us. I'm not, and it's not the first one because I've got a habit of leaving it out at night or forgetting to close the rabbit cage door. Oh, phew, I thought you were talking about the Sky remote then. I thought <laughs> yeah. you would be so, so cautious. <laughs> so... Uh, forgot to close the rabbit door. Rabbit comes out, eats the Sky Remote, and I'm probably through three of them. Wow. Alice, when you say it eats the Sky Remote, are you are you saying like it, it nibbles at it, it, it chews at the buttons, and all that kind of stuff? Or are you, you can't for a second be trying to tell us that it eats the old thing. It doesn't eat the batteries, but it eats quite a lot of 
the main carcass of it. Wow. Good use of carcass in relation to a sky remote. Also, you kind of insinuate that your rabbit normally is out of the cage most of the time, just type of chilling in the lounge. Is it one of those house rabbits? It's a house rabbit, so it just runs about the house all day chewing things. Wow. What's it called, this rabbit? Uh, Elmo. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> wow. OK, Sky Remote, that's right up there on the list. Thank you very much, Alistair. And just pat Elmo on the bum if you want to change channel in the future. <laughs> <I'll>... <laughs> I will do. Thank you. We've got Steve on the line. Steve, what does your pet do? <laughs> well, literally everything. Um, no, we've got a chocolate lab. Um, and we was literally going to go down walking over Dartmoor, mm-hmm. uh, me and the family. And I cooked a chicken, thought, well, yeah, I'll get some unsliced bread and... We'll have a picnic while we're out there. Oh. Got up the next morning, no chicken, nothing, no evidence of it being there or anything. <laughs> I, I, I literally questioned myself, did I actually cook that chicken last night? Yeah, you think you're going mad, so it's making up chickens again. <laughs> I've absolutely no idea what I'm having for dinner tonight. I'm going to have like a meat pie at Loftus Road, is that hopefully oh, Everton are beating QPR? Football food. I like that you don't know what you're having. Normally you're a man who knows what he's having. I am normally in that position, but uh, I'm unprepared tonight. And I, I hate myself for that. I like it. It's living on the edge. I encourage it. There's a lot of food chat going on, but it's the animals that are eating the food on the Tuesday Tombola tonight. It's an hour unpredictable radio, flying by the seat of your pants. That's really every show, to be quite It is, to be honest with you. Uh, What has your pet eaten? That's what Ball 63 dictated, we ask of you tonight. Only issue is, uh, on our social media feed, there's a bit of crossing of wires going on from the earlier phoner about what won't you have in the house. So, uh, Diana said coriander. I don't know whether her pet has eaten that or she won't have it in the house. Uh, Jane says, I have four hamsters and four gerbils. Uh, here is a TikTok with one of them and his Yorkshire pudding. Fantastic. It would be remiss of me not to ask you to say gerbil one more time. A gerbil. I've never heard anyone say gerbil like that before. Say it one more time. A gerbil. It's a ger- gerbil. I don't think it is because it's got eye in it. Anyway, check out, check out the, ger- the German on TikTok uh, with its Yorkshire okay. pudding. Uh, Helen, what's yours eaten? Um, she ate three rolls of sellotape, brand new rolls. Wow. So she's got like a bit of a thing for sellotape, would you say? Um, well, we actually came back one day um, pre-Christmas and um, there was wrapping paper everywhere, so we did actually joke that the dogs had been wrapping presents for us and we couldn't wait oh. to find out what they were. Um, and then we looked and found that we couldn't find the sellotape anywhere and we worked out it was a brand-new pack and she'd eaten three whole rolls of sellotape. Wow. And given, wow. the, given the going rate of scotch tape, that's a lot of money, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, we didn't have any other sellotape in the house, so that was wrapping stopped for a while. But, yeah, my husband did actually joke that perhaps in a couple of days we could use her as a tape dispenser. (laughs) Wonderful image. Thank you very much. (laughs) Richie, bit of breaking news for you. Threw down the gauntlet on last night's show. I have fully signed up for Go Sober for October. Yes! uh, Which means we're both going to be going 100% dry in the month of October. Yes, this is exciting. It is important to point out, going sober doesn't mean not socialising. If you don't fancy going sober, loads of other things you can quit for Macmillan this October. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Glad you're doing this with me, because that, that, will, that will help. We can be miserable together. <laughs> we're not going to be miserable. No, we're not. We're not, we're not going to be miserable. We're going to go outside and have lots of squash. <laughs> it's going to be so much fun. Um, you can sign up today at gosober.org.uk slash hometime um, and fundraise with us. You can be our cheerleaders. Come join us. 
We're getting closer and closer to the big day next week, our 24-hour jukebox in aid of Teenage Cancer Trust. Uh, so many things going on, so many great things as well. Uh, we've got our printout at the moment that you can buy an A3 print featuring mm. Richie and I and a load of our core artists here at Absolute Radio raising money for the Teenage Cancer Trust. All the details on that uh, on, on, on our Twitter page, at Absolute Radio. And of course, tomorrow, we're announcing another one of our house bands that are going to be playing a set for us on the day. It's going to be a great day. If you want to help support, then text the word GIVE, uh, followed by either 5, 10 or 20, uh, to 70500, and then, get this, 100% of your donation will go to the Teenage Cancer Trust. Now, text will cost your donation amount, plus your standard message charge. Must be 16 or over, and please check the bill payer's permission. Full terms and conditions, head to absoluteradio.co.uk. There you go, that's the podcast in the bag. Uh, still slightly perturbed by the way Richie says gerbil, gerbil, gerbil. Uh, someone has texted in saying it, uh, Richie pronouncing gerbil reminds me of Rene from Alo Alo, which has made my evening. <laughs> I think they're crossing their Alo Alo streams there. Was it not Officer Crabtree who uh, people used to uh, question his pronunciation? It's a good point, but don't let that cloud you in any way from the weird way that you say the name of that animal. <laughs>